Blog Talk Radio. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? Do you ever feel just so paper thin, like a house of cards, one broken cave
This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Storm Sestavani. It is January the 29th, 2013. Um, You're listening to... Keep It Magic, which, of course, is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. Um, I'm here, of course, with a wonderfully glamorous, gifted red, um, uh, Jackie Smith, who's, you know, like a firework on her own, you know. Um, if people don't know the story about um, the song that we just played, um, it was Jackie's theme song on the last show that we did, and interestingly enough, the cover of her book, Coventry Magic, it went through a series of shifts, and it ended up being all these fireworks, which I thought was kind of interesting, (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. Um, At Jackie, there's there's kind of like a a weird kind of energy out there. I know that I've been going through... um, uh, a little bit of a period, you know, um, you know, preparing for our particular topics for next month, which is uh, uh, getting to the hard truth. And honestly, I've been sitting around thinking about what the hell does that word even mean? The word truth? Yeah. You know, you know I love a, a good word analyzation there. Uh, the etymology, is it the etymology? Yeah, etymology. Um, of, like, what... what the the origins of a word were and how it evolved and um so you know when you say the word truth it has so many emotional connotations and and it's technically a um you think it would be more of a logical word but it's not it's a very emotional word yeah isn't it? because it's so subjective is there is there such a thing um cuz the etymology of it says that it's faithfulness um, accuracy or correctness, and that that's an old English word. So, um, so being, but so the truth is being faithful to something, faithful to an idea, um, but it didn't become associated with correctness until like the 1500s. Yeah, the the interesting thing that you, you know, as I was kind of analyzing that word because it's our topic for next month, and I was, you know. Uh, to be honest with you, I've written the uh, the business astrology forecast three times already uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> from a different level because you know how anal I am. Uh, just a little bit. Um, and one of the things that I thought about in regards to pondering that particular word is, like beauty, I think truth is in the eye of the beholder. Um, and um, you know, you always hear these. Uh, you know, these metaphysical catchphrases like, you know, people should um, speak their own truth or, you know, people should embrace their own truth. Um, uh, and, and it's a really, really hard thing to kind of look at because I will tell you, as I was going through the height of my um, uh, my illness with um, agoraphobia and um, hypomania, um, 
that was my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality, yeah. the emotions, what it is that I was going through at that particular point, my particular fears, my anxieties, um, all of those seemed very, very true to me at that particular point. Well, you but, were being very faithful to the reality you were trying to create, and, and yeah. you're being faithful to your sickness. Yes, um, and uh, uh, basically, you know, so when when I look at this this particular word, um, uh, it, it's just really kind of interesting in regards to how to delineate that particular word, how to talk about that particular word, and we're going to be talking about it for a whole month. So, I mean, it's it's really important, I, I think, for me, at least, to kind of get to the root of uh, of what that word really means. Well, you want to hear something interesting? Sure. Soothsayer is an old English term, and it means one who speaks the truth. So the word sooth comes from the word truth, and then it became um, associated with fortune tellers. And that's interesting. Um, the act of speaking the truth or declaring that someone's truth. So it's... So in some ways, um, if you if you want to like take this to a place where where we're stepping into crazy land, this is also could be your secrets. Uh-huh. So you can look at it as as part of your um, the secrets that you're keeping to yourself, and and that's but isn't that kind of what we talk about when we say, you know, live and speak your truth? It's the things that you hold to yourself, the, being faithful. To yourself, your own beliefs, your who you are, rather than always speaking someone else, whatever makes other people around you comfortable. Yeah, it it uh, it, it, it it's a pretty tricky word. Do me a favor if you have the Coventry Magic Oracle um, near you. Let's let's pull. I'm going to pull some tarot cards. You pull some Coventry Magic Oracle cards, and let's just ask the question: What is truth? What is truth? Okay, I can do that. Can you hear me shuffle my giant cards? Yeah, I had to get the edges cut off of them, so. <laughs> I might have to shrink I like rounded edges. I might have to shrink these down and just, you know, get a stronger prescription on my readers. <laughs> That's why there's the size of a college textbook, you know. <laughs> right. There's a lot of words on here, you know. Okay. So I'm just going to, I love doing this. I love just randomly pulling the card. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I've got oh oh this is this is kind of funny. I got healing, Lakshmi, and money draw. Interesting. Um, so if we were to look at this and and saying these are the these three things that determine truth. Um, the healing is. How does it affect your emotions, your your whole being? Uh-huh. Lakshmi says, um, how does it affect your peace? And Lakshmi is about prosperity, too, but it's about perception, about gratitude, gratefulness, so it's that, that inner peace. And then to me, the money draw is that real practical, how does it affect your life, Those the physical, tangible things? The interesting thing is that I pulled very similar um, cards out of the tarot. Um, the first card that I pulled is the star card. Interesting. Um, which, uh, you know, the, the myth that I associate with the star is um, the myth of Pandora. And, uh, uh, you know, when she opened up her particular box 
all of the evils of the world uh, flew out, you know, sickness, death, um, plagues, pestilence, um, uh, disasters, mm-hmm. um, discord, you know, all of these things flew out of her particular box. There was only one thing that remained in the particular box, and that was hope. Um, and I really think that with the star card, um, you know, the first thing in regards to what is truth is that it has some form of um, hope and or forward thinking attached to it. The second card that I got is the Nine of Cups, which is a very contented, uh, you know, contentment type of card, you know, happy with uh, uh, emotional happiness, uh, happy with your particular circumstance. And then I got the Empress card, which is interesting because it's a fertility-based card. So I'm wondering, Jackie, if truth, if, if what the word truth means is, does it add to your greater growth? Is it a nurturing type of word, actually? And, and here's, and, and as you're saying this, I was looking at these cards, looking for a deeper meaning. And so here's the words that popped out. On the healing card, the word that popped out is intent. My healing begins with my intent of health. Mm-hmm. So there's intent. And then the word for Lakshmi that popped out was sweetness. Fill my life with your sweetness. Mm-hmm. Opening the gates of heaven. And then for money draw, I open the path to wealth without end. Mm-hmm. So so truth is, is you're right, it, it, what does it do for your overall well-being? Um, and I think it has to add to it. Mm-hmm. Um and if you look at, you know, studying with the Kabbalah or doing the studying that, that I've been doing, the, the Akashic Records, the divine's plan for us has always been um, an addition to our well-being. Mm-hmm. The divine's plan has always been, we want, you know, the suffering is what you create when you forget about me. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm looking at is truth is when you when you invite the divine in, check yourself on your intent and bring that, that gates of heaven. You open it to the sweetness of the gates that, that come through the gates of heaven without end. Mm-hmm. And and I just was having a day um, of a little bit of um, po-po pitiful me's. Um, feeling a little Ronstad, Linda Ronstad going through my soul. <laughs> You you don't probably don't remember that song. I know who Linda Ronstadt is, but I don't remember the song. No. She sings a song called "Poor Poor Pitiful Me." Okay. I lay my head on the railroad tracks. Poor Poor Pitiful Me. Um, Clearly, wrist slitting music. Oh yes, a little folky, a little country. You know, I like that stuff. Okay. So I won't sing it for you, but it could. But I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, that um I was having a little poor poor pitiful me day about um oh we're back in the we're in the low ebb of and you said my we're in the low ebb of, of my astrological chart, but we're also in the low ebb of of Coventry. Um it's a slower time of year for us, right after the holidays and we did good. We got ourselves in this in a you know, a good rhythm and it's, and, and this is that old thing is like you get yourself in that rhythm and the test is not whether you can keep up the rhythm. It's when life screws your rhythm up. Yeah. Can you get back into it? And that's I'm having a little poor, poor, pitiful me moments of of that whole process of it's too hard. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that is not my truth. My truth is 
that we're continuing to be in business. We're continuing to go through the flow. We're continuing to have um, an amazing crew who is thinking um, about alternative solutions and and keeping us rolling. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's our normal uh, little vacation time. We're happy about it. It's it's crazy. Well, it's also because uh, uh, Coventry itself is birthday is in August, just like our birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also going to go through Jackie um, uh, that that uh, half birthday angst, um, uh, uh, and uh, it's it's going to go through a little bit of the. Um, uh, the need to kind of adjust things and the need to kind of bring things um, to the surface in order for them to be to be changed. So you know, I can I can see why that's going on, and I will even though that my birthday is you know uh, ten days before yours. Um, uh, it is really um, uh, this part of the year is pretty difficult for me as well, even though that you're a Virgo and I'm a Leo. Um, it is still, you know, a pretty um, heavy type of energy period. So if, you know, people that are, you know, Leos, Virgos, um, uh, uh, are going to be going over the period of the next month or two, okay, a little bit of an adjustment period, because what is coming to the surface is the seeds that they planted right around their particular birthday. Um, And it always creates some form of an inner type of opposition and or angst. But, Jackie, it's actually that. We have to have that inner opposition and that inner angst in order to make true change. It that's true. And and um when you when it comes really fast, it leaves really fast. It's just a universal law. Mm-hmm. When you, when you're working on something and you're um and you don't have to work that hard, it becomes disposable. It's just human nature. It's the way things work. We all want it to be true that um um, that that you know we want to win the lottery or we want to you know we want it to be easy, uh-huh. but we don't value that. And when what we don't value, we don't keep. Yeah, I agree with you. What I'm what I'm writing my um, uh, business astrology forecast on is a actually a therapeutic concept that I'm kind of uh, uh, swiping a little bit, which is called radical acceptance. Um, and basically what radical acceptance is, is that there's certain things in your life that you can change. There's certain things in your life that are going to be constant. Um, and accepting those particular circumstances allows you to be able to begin to grow again. For example, uh, if you went through a horrible, abusive childhood, that's just something that you need to radically accept. Uh, it, it happened. There's no way to change it. You just have to accept it. That acceptance, I think, can, is one of the only cures, I think, for some wounds that, that I think are uh, not necessarily all that healable. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting that you say that because what I talk about in Coventry Magic is that um, – when I talk about how oh, the very the, the part where I piss everybody off is that you're responsible for everything in your life, meaning that you choose what you're going to do with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't change what happened in your past. You can't change some of the like like a horrible childhood, mm-hmm. or I can't change the fact that I this is my second marriage. I can't change the fact that I had been married before. So, what are you going to do with it though? And that's that radical acceptance. 
that you can you can let it consume you and you can let it be your identity and you can let it be the thing that you whine about um, that takes you down. Or you can say, all right, this happened. What am I going to do with this? How is this going to feed me? What am I going to learn from it? Where where is the where's the gift in this? And you talk about that all the time. Maybe it's just our conversations rather than on the radio. Where in the Kabbalah they say, you know, from from great pain comes great gifts. You have a better way of phrasing it. Um, well, basically, uh, you know, it is uh, when we reach our particular bottom is where we have the most opportunity to create the most life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, by the actions and the choices that we uh, uh, choose to make. And I think that part of, and, you know, I think that this also has to do, we're going to be talking about um, manifesting today. I think that that is a lot of um, uh, the key um, to manifesting. Uh, you know, and, and I will tell you, you know, I'm I'm far from, you know, uh, you know, the lotus sitting, the Kabbalist sitting up on a mountain. Um, uh, but uh, no, you're just sitting in yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the there are times in which, uh, uh, Jackie, I have been at the, at the at that particular bottom, and um, although that I had a particular call to action at that particular point to be able to um, make a lot of decisions to create a lot of light, I decided to make a lot of uh, decisions to f- fulfill me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work that well, by the way. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I think in regards to uh, in, in regards to manifesting, especially from uh, the beginning process of it, you know, one of the things is, is getting um, uh, to that very, very bare level of not being able to live in the particular experience that you're living in at the moment. And we go through that every single day many times. We do. We do go through that every single day many times where we get to the, the rock bottom of any one, one moment or um, um, just we have so many opportunities throughout the day to be different, um, to do things in a different way. I mean, even earlier today when, when I'm sitting here looking at, all right, the newsletter comes out in three days. Mm-hmm. What am I going to write about? <laughs> And by the way, we were supposed to have them written ten days ago, but <laughs> that's because I'm in charge of the newsletter now. So. Oh, good, good. We won't have Nazis. <laughs> just you wait, just you wait, Henry Higgins. It's going to be a minute. It's it'll be it'll be back to that. But I got to get myself together. <laughs> Phoenix is like, are you done yet? <laughs> so no, we're not. We're creative people. We can't just turn the light on. I mean, <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so, but but I sat there going, what am I going to do with this? Ah, and I started getting mad and and um, and forcing some things out. And I went, you know what? Wait a minute. Why is your head filled? What do you need to do? You know, just okay. What's the truth of this? Not not the lies. And I want to talk about that too. We lie to ourselves so well. We're brilliant at it. Uh-huh. And it's those lies, those short circuits that stop us from creating the life that we want. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's what's what's interesting in this is I had to say, okay, what's the truth of this situation? What's really going on? I do that when, you know, I open up the bag of popcorn and start, start munching on that instead of writing mm-hmm. or needing to um, eat 
while writing. That's one of my things that we talked about before. I need to snack while writing, and then I get good at it. I'm like, oh, so what is really going on here? I'm so I, I have I'm having a self confidence issue. I'm I'm worried about my voice, etc. So, and what is food? Food is just another way to bring the divine in. Yeah. To bring in the light. So I had shut myself off from it, and and so I took a moment saying, okay, what's the truth? Let me bring the light back in. Let me bring the divine back in. And I needed to do something different instead. I'm like, oh, I got to go do this to prepare for um, a pendulum class I'm having tonight. And if I had focused on this last piece of the newsletter instead of preparing for tonight's class, it would have been a mess tonight. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. I'm going to teach a pendulum class, which is so much fun. You can do a ton of stuff with pendulums, and you can really – I forgot. I forgot. I haven't used one in a little while, and we got a whole mess of pendulums in at the store, and I forgot how fun they are. Yeah. And how much work you can do with them. Um, so, yeah, so it was fun, and I, I'm like, oh, now I'm in a really good space, and now I can focus, because it was that one thing hanging out on my brain I couldn't shake. Yeah, I, well, I pretty much get the same way. There's times in which I can um, go through um, complete writing sprees, and you've seen me on them, um, you know, where I'm writing content after content after content after content after content after content after content, after content. you know, sometimes three and four blog posts a day. <laughs> right. Um, and then there comes a point in which my brain kind of shuts off, and it says, okay, no, more. you can't squeeze any more juice until you get a new fruit. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that fruit was squeezed right on out. You know, so you're going to have to let a little fruit grow here. Um, uh, uh, but basically, you know, it is getting to that particular point in that particular level. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think it's pretty important. We have to take a break. Jackie and I will be back in a flash. We're going to be talking about manifesting on the other side. So all of you people that want money in your life, I guess you should probably listen to the show. I don't know. Maybe we'll give you some hints. You're listening to Keep It Magic. We'll be back in a flash.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. Make sure to run on over to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. At Coventry Creations, you can get a reading with Jackie, or if you have a problem in your life, whether that that problem be romance, money, you need to do a little spiritual cleansing. You need to attract some new things. Make yourself aware of big, huge, bright new ideas, potentials and possibilities. You name it, we have a candle for it. So make sure that you cruise on over there. To reach me off the air, of course, go to www.stormsestivani.com. Again, that's www.stormsestivani.com. And visit Jackie and my website, which is keepitmagic.com. Um, and Jackie, we're going to be talking about manifesting um, uh I will say I have a little bit of a difficulty with this particular area because it's probably the one area in my life I don't have a problem with. Okay. Um, you know, so it, it, I, I will tell you when dealing with um, other people that go through manifestation problems, I sometimes probably get a little obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to anybody I've been obnoxious with. <laughs> well, um, well. Tell me, tell me why you don't feel you have a problem with it. Let's let's start there. Um, I've never had a problem in regards to making money. I've never had a problem in regards to basically if I want to do something, um, I, uh, uh, you know, pretty much. I don't know if it's my relentlessness or um, uh, vivaciousness or whatever adjective you want to use to mm-hmm. um, to describe it, but I won't stop basically until I get it. Um, uh, you know, I don't, and, and the, the other interesting thing is I really don't sit around and think about, um, finances all, all too much or, um, uh, or, or manifesting, um, because basically, you know, I just think from the perspective that, you know, I'm just going to do my thing and I'm just going to try to help other people. And, you know, even, you know, that even in the, the sickness of my sickness, I was still helpful. I was still caring and still compassionate and giving and all of those other things, which probably helped me get through that crazy period. But, um, uh, but you know, manifesting is not an issue. Well, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. Okay. I'm going to call a little bull cocky there, pucky, whatever we're going to call it. Um, because you do have trouble with it. You have trouble with um, certain aspects of it. Manifesting is not just cash, money, cash. Well, it's good that you're bringing this up because that's what people think it is. Yep, it's not just it's not just that one one thing. It's there's there's much more to manifesting than that because it you know think it's they think it's just those physical tangible things. And I want a new car or I want this. It's so much more. It's Jackie love, Smith, come on down. It's the right. It's it's love in your life. It's friendships. It's the ability to cope with something it's um it's an understanding it so you have a big giant hole in your life that that caused you to go into a manic place mm-hmm. so what you manifested was that manicness instead of filling that hole mm-hmm. yeah i can see what you're getting at there um uh, and i agree with you um thankfully i don't have a money problem <laughs> <laughs> And, and so that's just the, the way that people, that's the average way that it manifests. And not everybody has money problems. And now if I was to really think about it, money is um, money problems are a perception. Yeah. But granted, 
there's folks that that are destitute and down and out and don't have enough money to eat, et cetera. But it's still a perception because um, they what they do is they create the things in their life to support their belief system. Mm-hmm. And that's really what manifesting manifesting supports your belief system. So what you manifest, what you do is is to ready for it? Are you mm-hmm. ready for it? To prove your truth. Okay. Ooh, and let me tell you something. I said that and there's a giant thunderstorm going on here and lightning struck and thunder hit. Oh my god. <laughs> Not real close. That's the last time I have in the computer's fried. Right, I'm not having that. But um, and I'm not manifest that, Jackie. I'm not man. I've got surge suppressors everywhere. But actually, let's talk about that for a second because it really relates to this. We were manifesting lightning strikes. We needed. We kept on going. We need a you know just a big influx of of money and this and that. And um, you know what happens when the lightning strikes and you call your insurance company? What? You get a check. So. We decided we weren't going to um we were not going to manifest it in that way. And so what you have to do is you have to take the steps to change it and one of the steps we took is we have surge suppressors on every piece of electro- electronics. We have uninterruptible power supplies on our on our servers and all that stuff. We're not playing that game anymore. So it really was something that we said we have to, to take care of. So you know, you you manifest. You manifesting all that is is is. Um, well, let's look at what a manifest is. Let's look at again some etymology here. Um, one of the definitions of the word manifest is a list. It is what you're carrying. It's the baggage that you have. It's just this is coming to me right now. It's really powerful. <laughs> that lightning strike was amazing. <laughs> but but think about it. A ship has a manifest, right? Yeah. So that's that's everything that that's on the ship or in the UPS truck or or that you're a load that you're carrying to deliver. So what you're doing is when you're manifesting, you're delivering that belief system, you're reinforcing it. How about that for a bending of the brain? I, I, I love that. Um, now, do you think that the reason, Jackie, that Finances seem to be the area of focus for most people with manifesting. Um, either they want to manifest that you know some money, or they want to manifest a boyfriend, um, or they want to manifest some money to buy a boyfriend. Um, you know, the it, it's it's all over the place. But do you think it is because of the fact that our society teaches us that that's what matters? Yeah, absolutely. Because, and this is actually um, a modern world issue. I've been reading more and more about this, and um, we in America, we really judge these third world countries. Yeah. We judge them as if we're better than them. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to someone, and I'm not saying that, oh, that let them be poor or any of that stupid shit. I, what I'm talking about is when you talk to somebody who chooses to live in a different country, they're they're here for a minute, or they're vacationing, or and I've had such a wonderful opportunity to meet some of these folks. What's important to them is not the mansion, it's not the the um, the Lexus or any of those things. Mm-hmm. What's important to them is family and spiritual pursuits, and everybody has what they need, but it's the connection with the divine, it's the connection with community, that is actually more important than than just having more and more and more. 
so when I talked with this woman from Thailand, and she's from an area that they only have power every now and again. Uh-huh. They have power like 25% of the day. And and I said, oh, my God, how that's, that's crazy, that's insane. She goes, why, we don't need it any more than that. <clears throat> and, and I said, well, what about refrigeration and this and that? He goes, she goes, well, so the refrigerators are on for a part of the day, and we know that, and we take out what we need for the day, and this is what we do. And do so they get they have their work around. Uh-huh. So they're not in and out of the fridge like we are all day, like I am open up the refrigerator door going, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> they can get behind me, slam the refrigerator door closed. But... Um, it's, they said, well, we, we, they have a, where she comes from, they have a big community freezer that they have some things in. Mm-hmm. And, and people don't have refrigerators in their homes. They don't have TVs everywhere. They get together and watch, watch stuff as a community. And it's, they said, we don't have time for TV. We're too busy. We have these things to do. We're raising our children. The kids are playing and this and that. And I went, oh. I, it was a real um, eye opener for me to say, this is, this is what, my judgment is, and then I've been reading more things about how going back um, to um, the 1800s, mm-hmm. before the industrialization. I mean, the, the industrialization was pre-1800s, but but really industrializing things. When when it went from um, making things yourself to having it was cheaper to have them made for you. Yeah. Um, that's that's when the game changed. We started feeding the beast and feeding the machine. And I'm I'm a feeder. I'm let me tell you, I got my I got my smartphone and my smart this and my tablet and my laptop and 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 a TV in every room. And I am with the consumers, mass consumers. But I've really been assessing what I'm doing. What is what are my values? So that's why I think manifestation takes that takes that real physical, tangible monetary tact that we think that well and 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 again in America I don't know if we if y'all know this I don't have talked about it on the air is that the founders the calvinists who founded and I'm I'm butchering this history so don't try and correct me it's I'm going for the overall feel of what I'm trying to say in their religious path if you are doing well financially that means you're in favor of God mm-hmm. and so um rich equals um being wealthy equals being more pious or, or more more blessed by God. Well Protestantism um seems to have a very, very large um focus on um uh financial rewards um and blessings um in a financial way. In other words it it is directly um, attached to your particular devotion to to God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, and you know they believe that if you're dutiful towards God, then God is going to reward you with X, Y, Z. That's exactly it. Yes. You know, which is why you know a lot of uh, uh, and I don't necessarily, uh, uh, although some of the, the antics of the people that do the prosperity type of gospel stuff, I've you know kind of raise an eyebrow at sometimes, but, uh, you know, I don't have anything to, I don't have anything different about it to say, because it doesn't, it it doesn't seem to me to be all that different than the secret. Well, exactly, I was just going to go there, you beat me to it, because the secret is perpetuating that, 
that tact saying that um, you can have your McMansion and your boat and your this and your that. You can have all that stuff if you just believe harder, if you just trust in the divine more. If you are more divine than other people, then you can do this. Um, and, and um, you know, you got to squint your eyes a little bit harder than the next guy and say, I do believe in it. I do believe in it. <laughs> yeah. And And that's... Again, that gets us back to this place of materialism and that manifestation is materialism and materialism equals divine um divine gifts and what I'm finding is my big lesson and i'm and i'm just I'm getting it right at this particular moment storm I'm really getting that one of my big lessons in this life that i'm I need to master is it's not about wealthy or rich or anything like that for me. I keep getting this lesson and I hear it in different ways. It's about what do I contribute uh-huh. to the world? Well, one of the one of the things about uh, about Kabbalah is that Kabbalah um uh you know, theoretical Kabbalah or what is called Lurianic Kabbalah, which is the particular type of Kabbalah that I do, um uh is very focused on Yes, you can have everything in life that it is that you want, but what are you going to contribute? What are you going to share with other people? Um, uh, and uh, a lot of people really have. I hate to say this, Jackie, but we live in a kind of a very selfish, self-centered um, mm-hmm. type of uh, society because there's so many people that are, you know, pretty much running around saying, "Well, what is this? What, what is, how is this going to affect the indoor influence well, me?" Well, we're learning um, conflicting information. Yeah. So, um, you know, growing up a girl, which you didn't, I did, growing up a girl, we were literally trained um, since early school, Mm -hmm. early childhood, to go to the back of the line, to never be first to um, take care of everybody else. Literally, girls are trained that way and boys are not. Uh Boys are trained to be aggressive when they're younger. They're naturally aggressive when they're younger. Girls naturally are a little bit of more of a um, nurturing, but not all of them. Not all of them. So we grow up going, well, we can never be first. We can never be first. So so here's, this this is going to sound strange to some parents, but I look at my daughter sometimes and I go, it's not your turn. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. You had your turn. I'm taking care of me right now. And and it's um, it's really hard to do as a mom. It's really hard to do. But I need her to learn. I, I can't just tell her it's her turn all the time. I need her to learn to take her turn, to be the example for it. And, and you know, because right now she's 16 and that's, it's all about... You know why aren't you just driving me wherever I go and giving me whatever I want? I can't believe we're ten minutes late for driver's ed. <laughs> well, everything is a hyperdrama at at sixteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I can't find my hairbrush. <laughs> exactly. So, um, 
so we, girls are taught not not to take turns to to give it all up. So here is it, we're taught this contradictory thing that having everything, you should want it all and work for it all, all this hard work, but you should never take a turn. So it's there's this huge disconnect, and I think that's where that disconnect in manifesting comes in, because really you have you're getting everything that you need, and if you are grateful for what it is that you're getting, grateful for your needs being fulfilled, um, what happens is that becomes an additional opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, so so here's this opportunity for this now to become more, but it doesn't need to become more. It's this, I, this is what I'm learning, is that it's okay that this is a quieter time, or it's okay that... Um, um, that of, of where you are in the moment, um, as long as you're not just going, as long as you're not in a place of victimhood, as long as you're always in the flow of things. Now, do you think that, Jackie, that much of the problems, because you wrote a lot about manifesting in Coventry Magic, mm-hmm. um, do you think that a lot of the problem is that people just really don't know what they want? Agreed. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, because what we think we want is not really what we want. I mean, I think I want cheesecake. Yeah. But when I dig a little bit deeper, what I really want is acceptance or an ease or a certainty in my life that I'm okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, you can go down to that base level. I think I want a million dollars, but what I really want is um, a place to be creative and... Um, a little bit more security in my day-to-day and the ability to, you know, here's the crazy thing. Um, I want the ability to give more. Uh-huh. That's what it comes down to. So so when you get into some of some of what the core issues are, when you keep, when you dig through in the, in the Coventry Magic book, we, we have the why is that exercise. I use it all the time. You know, I use it subconsciously now. Uh-huh. Um I just do the why is that why is that why why do I want this what am I feeding what am I what am I really upset about what's deeper what's underneath this because um, the surface lie the truth is always a little bit deeper than than you think it is what's on the surface is the lie and um, and even in dealing with my parents you hear me talk about my parents and and my frustration there and and deciding whether I want to. I want them to continue to be part of my life or not or uh-huh. or or my the hurt feelings that I get when I'm around them. Um I'm I'm realizing that I'm haven't been truthful to myself as to what I want. And and um what am I getting, what am I not getting, and is it okay? So I, I have something funny to tell you. A client of mine sent me a T shirt and the T shirt Jackie says Relationships are temporary. Dysfunction is forever. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's you know, so I think that I think that you know um, uh, a lot of our man, a lot of our manifesting issues, and one of the things that I concentrate on astrologically um, with people that um, you know, when when somebody comes to me for an astrological consultation, whether. I discuss it with the client or not when I do their chart. The first thing, there's two things that I want to look at first, okay? One is the elemental balance, okay, meaning do they have more in fire signs and 
you know, they have no water in their chart, or do they have a lot in the air and none in uh, earth, um, okay. you know, whatever this is. Then the second thing is I always want to look at the parental relationship, because the parental relationship, if it's in disharmony in the astrology chart, manifesting is very difficult. Yep, I can see that, because it's you're manifested from your parents. They they validate you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can completely see how that is is connected. You know, and if you if if you have like a square between the sun and the moon um in the horoscope, manifesting can be extremely extremely difficult uh, uh because you couldn't even manage good enough parents. Ah, interesting. So, so let's talk about I know I know we're going to take a break in about 10 minutes or less mm-hmm. than 10 minutes. But let's talk we talked about kind of what what is what is to manifest mm-hmm. and we talked about truth and finding your truth and how what we do is we um what we do is we continue to prove our beliefs out there in the world and that's what we manifest is is what we believe so i just want to say there's ways to heal that there's ways to get around that there's ways to to change mm-hmm. that process and and it's it's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> it's simple, but it's not easy because we're all given that divine, ultimate divine seed of perfection that that helps us do that. And it, and what we do is we layer stuff on top of it uh-huh. so that we um, can't see it. And it works that way astrologically as well. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for example, just to give you the the sun moon thing again, the sun the, when you're looking at aspects squares re- reflect difficulties or oppositions reflect uh, uh, difficulties, um, and even though that you have that difficulty, it is still a relationship between the sun and the moon. Okay. And if you can work with a client, Jackie, in regards to uh, teaching them how to inner parent, okay, or looking at what mm-hmm. the sun and the moon together means, okay, it's either a very lunar moon or a very solar sun, which means, um, you know, the world of manifestation, the moon, okay, and the world of potential are joined in some capacity. And just because it's a square, it doesn't mean you can't work with it like it's a t- like it's not a trying. The energy is available for you. It just means that there's going to be a little bit more of a struggle or you're going to have to work on it a little bit better. But you can have the whole entire enchilada. You just got to figure out what the missing piece is. Yeah. You just have to correct the disconnect, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I see. And that's and that's really, and you do that, you can find that through astrology. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we I work on that through um, deep introspection or the why is that, or, or we go into the Akashic Records and see what, what disconnect is functioning right now. Basically, what, what issue is driving the bus today? <laughs> you know, the, the, you're exactly right. There was an interesting question in the chat room from Laura English. She said, is it possible to be able to get astrology reads if you're an orphan? Yes. And here is the interesting thing, is that you will usually find a very, very difficult aspect between the sun and the moon or a difficult aspect between, you know, you know, involving the fourth um, or the tenth house, which means 
that there's an unresolved issue usually that is occurring in regards to the parents. And even though, you know, some people may not know that they uh, that they were adopted or um, things of that nature, when they come to you for the particular consultation, you can definitely see that there's something missing here or a lack. And they'll usually say, well, you know, I had really good parents. I don't know what the problem is. Well, at a cellular level, there's still a problem. Right. Well, there's a legacy. Yes. Um, and and there's different, so many different ways of, of calling that, and that's just basically that that DNA, that that energy essence that comes down through the generations. Mm-hmm. And I just like calling it a legacy because it's a really cool word. Yeah, and uh, you, you know, so you, you know, you have to deal with those particular issues in order to begin to start manifesting properly. The other thing that I think that people <laughs> ha- wait, can we just pause that for a second? Sure. You have to deal with your parental issues to be able to begin manifesting. Mm-hmm. I that's so huge. That's so huge because when I had you know I, I had dealt with a lot of parental issues and I got into this really good space with them, and and I wasn't having the the same manifesting issues as I'm having now that I'm not in a good space with them again. A new layer of of issues came up. I just just want to point that out. That's and that is so important with so many people that I know. It's mm-hmm. huge. Okay. It, it it really really is because of the fact that you know the the parents as a cohesive unit, okay, mm-hmm. teach us on an unconscious level, how to go out into the world and create and sustain and bring things uh, of value into our particular life. Some people um, who have what Winnicott calls good enough parents, um, you know, are able to learn and be able to float through life in a, um, you know, a sound enough way, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And then there's other individuals that go through um, uh, a difficulty in regards to childhood and, um, you know, their problems that they experience in their 40s are often very deeply connected to um, the parental marriage. And I remember uh, one uh, client of mine, Jackie, came to me, and he was like on his fifth business he was starting, and um, uh, and he did not understand why all of these particular businesses that he was starting were failing. And then I was looking at his horoscope, and he has a Sun-Saturn conjunction, okay? So I asked him, I said, so how was your relationship with your father? And he goes, my father was wonderful. He provided, you know, he worked 24 hours a day, and, you know, he really busted his behind and, you know, provided for the family. I said, so in other words, what you're telling me is there was no relationship with your father. Wow. And then the light bulb came on, and basically what happened, Jackie, is that we then worked on – the fact that he was projecting his own fear of never being able to live up to this father image um, uh, and manifest things the way that his father did, he was feeling like a failure, so he would sabotage all his businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can find a lot of stuff in astrology and or in the Kashuk Records are mm-hmm. doing this. I love it when you – I have clients who are um, – working with psychologists who understands their process uh-huh. and working with me at the same time because they'll they'll take something back to their psychologist, they'll bring something from their psychologist to the to the um sessions and we work on it. And then they have tools from both sides of of the con- of consciousness. Uh-huh. 
and and they get to heal faster. Yeah, in in a lot of ways, and I think that this is where is the why is that is good for this, Jackie. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, you know, this guy may have been just running around for all of these particular years, not looking at that particular reality because it was either he was, you know, secretly underneath, you know, in his shadow, ashamed of the fact that he wasn't, you know, working 24 hours a day like his father, or that he wanted to spend more time with his children and his family, and not even aware of that. And that particular unawareness was basically what was creating the particular. Sabotage. Right, and and also um, you manifest, and the on the negative end of things, you manifest the need to work like crazy. Yeah, that you're not important unless you're working like crazy. And if he had ever asked his dad, his dad would have said, "Man, I would love to have been home with you guys." Yeah, I didn't want to do that. So our actions are so loud when when it comes to our kids. So we have to talk about now how to man how to. Before you, okay, let me back up for a second. I said too many things in one sentence. I want to talk about how to clear these roadblocks and clear these beliefs and how miraculous it is what manifests when you clear them. Mm-hmm. That it's so much less work than trying to manifest through all of these things. It, it really, really is. But I'm going to have to tell you what, you're going to have to wait because we have to take, take a break. I know. Huh? You're going to have to sit nice. on that. Um, <laughs> um, Jackie and I will be back in a flash. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Girls can wear jeans and cut their hair short. Wear shirts and boots because it's okay to be a boy. But for a boy to look like a girl is degrading. Because you think that being a girl is degrading. But secretly, you'd love to know what it's like, wouldn't you? What it feels like for a girl.
Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. It's currently 5.03 in the afternoon here on the East Coast, which makes it 2.03 in the afternoon on the West Coast, and every single hour in between. And the one thing that I just have to reach up to the heavens for, Jackie, is the fact that I have so many songs in our switchboard that I can just pull them up in a blink of an eye. I know you do. I, I don't even know what's on. You surprise me all the time, although... Although we have, there's this one thing. Once the song is on the switchboard, it's on there forever. It's on there forever, yeah. So, so we have some things in there going. Can we get rid of that? <laughs> yeah. We can't. And we can't get rid of it. But you know the. But you never know, Jackie, when you need to pull it up like that one. I know. I'm such a Virgo, though. It's just it's unnecessary. Well, I try to keep it organized. So. <laughs> I know, but they don't let you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to keep it organized. I wish I could get rid of all of the songs from 1992, but um, yeah, uh, I know. Uh, you never know. We may need them in the future sometimes, so um, they can sit there, I guess. I guess. So, uh, darling, yeah. um, so tell us, in the Kabbalistic way, what the process of manifestation is. I mean, it's really the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Um, basically... According to Kabbalah, mm-hmm. um, it really comes down to um, uh, my Kabbalah teacher's mother says it perfectly, Karen Berg. Um, you can have the whole enchilada. Mm-hmm. You just have to be willing to share a taco with somebody else. So basically in Kabbalah, what it states is, is the more that you expand your vessel, in other words, the more that you're giving, the light basically continues to fill our vessel in a constant sort of way. And um, the more that you share with other people, the light says, okay, got to fill up more, got to fill up more, got to fill up more. And it expands the vessel to the point in which um, the individual is capable of creating more light. So the more that you give to others, the more that you share, the more that you uh, try to affect some form of change in the world, the more that you're going to receive. I love it. It's so simple. Yeah. And that's that gratitude. Yes. That's something that um, so many mystics talk about is that, I mean, through the ages, through the yeah. ages people have talked about that when you um, are grateful for the flower, the grain of sand, et cetera, um, you, when you have all of that, when you, when you respect that and, 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 and give back to your environment, your world, et cetera, is when um, everything expands for you. And I think it's partly that perspective. It is that perspective, and here, here is the converse to that. Um, we live in a particular society, Jackie, that is so adverse to the word sharing that they think any time that you hear that word that is, it is either cultish or fraudulent or they're trying to steal your money or, you, you know, it is uh, amazing the particular justifications that we use just to hold on to, you know, the goblet we have on our table. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it really is. It really is. And I, I'm one of them. I'm absolutely one of them. I get a right. Al- I, I get in that game right along with everybody else. Which you know is very, very interesting for you, considering that you sell products that 20 years ago were not looked on too favorably. True. I mean, my what I want. My goal 20 years ago was um, knowledge, bringing people into a place of knowledge, teaching them how 
to do this healing and do this manifesting on their own. And I never thought, I thought that I'd sell some candles, people would learn about it, and they'd go make their own. Well, that never happened, which, yeah. thank goodness, I'm very grateful for, is that they wanted more. And um, and people did learn. They did learn a lot about bringing some of this other stuff into their lives. So, um, yeah, I... I and but I'm talking about there's that's to me it's easier to be mm-hmm. more grandiose in that giving. I I'm I I think my challenge and 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 the giving aspect is um um more tithing more mm-hmm. more but but you know at the same time I do give I do give in different ways I maybe I'm just not recognizing it and I should recognize some some more of what I. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the difficulty is is that we think that the only way to share is through money, mm-hmm. and it's and, and that is a very um, patriarchal um, uh, concept. Uh, sharing your time, doing something beneficial to somebody else, giving somebody a ride to the store that doesn't have a car—that is sharing. True, and if you want to manifest something, and you know. Um, We've heard a couple of people talk about this. If you want to manifest something, give it away. And it doesn't make any sense when you say it like that, but um, and it's usually not related one for one, but if you want to manifest something in your life, give of yourself. Yes. And um, because it takes it out of it requiring requiring you to think of it in a in a monetary way, and it puts it in a way that is more um, more energetic, gives you a new perspective. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've been studying um, a lot recently, Jackie, has to do with desire. Um, and, you know, as I've, uh, you know, gone through, uh, you know, almost two years of therapy now and um, unfreezing a lot of the areas of my particular life, um, the desire quotient is increasing, and I'm starting to want things that, you know, like two years ago, I was like, never. Um, uh, um, but it, it, the, the difference with desire is this. Desire means that, that you want things to come into your particular life. Now, you can short-circuit that desire by only wanting that for yourself, for self-pleasure, for um, uh, simply, um, uh, you know, getting what it is that you want or for your own personal contentment. And I think that relationships are the, are the biggest killers in regards to this because oftentimes I think, um, you know, people want to manifest that particular relationship, Jackie. And then yes. basically what they do is that they're not asking themselves the inner question, well, why do I want to manifest a relationship? Well, you know, I want to feel happy and I want to feel content and I want to feel security and all of these other things. But the thing that they don't mention is, like, I want to share my life with somebody. Well, yeah, that share my life with somebody. I want somebody who's going to do all this stuff for me. Yeah. And um, that becomes, here's my here's my list of, of requirements. And, um, you know, in, the, in our um, To Find Love kits for the Resolution Revolution, which pictures will be going up on, the, on, my, on my Facebook soon, mm-hmm. um, it is about not only writing down what you're looking for in somebody else, but what you're bringing, what you are bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to give in, in other ways? And and I, we we've been reading um, God Wears Lipstick mm-hmm. uh, by Karen Berg, which we're going to talk more about um, in, in two weeks. In two weeks. Um, hopefully, I'll be done reading it by then. 
And it's not that it's not good. It's that I, I'm reading it, and then I have to stop and think about what I just read because I've got a million thoughts going through my head. <laughs> Which is good, actually. <laughs> it's really inspiring um, some pretty intense reality shifts, which is so very, very exciting. So um, when she talks about um, she talks about that, what are you bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Um, and and even in her intro, she talks about that too. Um, I just it's a good 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 book. Uh, so it's it's again, what are you when you're manifesting something, whether no matter what it is, how how does this benefit a, a greater good? Um, and it becomes easier to manifest when you look at it. And I'm not talking about, okay, I want to manifest a car so I can drive everybody around. No, I'm not even talking about that. It's, it's okay, how does this affect my life, the life of my family, you know, all of that stuff. And, and you create a broader view. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, uh with with you completely, and of course you know I agree with with uh, with Karen as well. But um, uh, Jackie, how does somebody get out of this mass magic one? <coughs> Boy, apparently I have something to say. I'm choking on it. <coughs> or she she's manifesting a verbal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how does somebody get out of that this mess magically? Well, first you gotta get quiet. First, you have to slow your brain down and get out of panic. You have to pray, which may mean that you're in meditation, which may mean that you go take a walk in the woods, which may mean that you just sit there and breathe for a little while, which may mean that you sit there and go, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, until it's out of your brain and you've calmed down. And and you got to get out of the panic, and then you can start saying, "What are the tools that I have already? What are the tools that? Um, what do I need to learn to do this next thing?" Uh-huh. And and that's really the first thing when you're in the middle of a panic, just calm, calm down, <laughs> and then and then start looking at it. And it's building that relationship with with your divine allies, with with your higher power. And and then start using your tools. They're gonna they're gonna send you if you can quiet your brain. They're going to send you to the tools that will help you through it. If you start digging into that, the exercise that I talk about in my book, why is that? Um, if you start um, doing the seven steps, that's in Coventry Magic to say, where am I today? Mm-hmm. What are the beliefs I am working from? What are the roadblocks I put in my way? And now, once you understand that, you now how know how to unravel it. Mm-hmm. You found the end of the ball of string. Um, the, or I should say the knot of string. So um, you can start going from there. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that that is something that is uh, a bit significant um, for people to, to realize overall. Um, is the uh, the need to kind of break through stuff first. You know, one of the things, um, that, you know, people ask me all the time, well, you know, what two candles do you burn the most? And I tell them, I'm crossing a fiery wall of protection. I mean, <laughs> 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 I, 
I'm a messed up guy, so it's uncrossing and fiery wall of protection constantly. Um, uh, but basically, I think that that is, uh, you know, if people were going to start with two candles, um, those would be the two candles that I would start with, period. And then I may go into more um, vision quests, um, inspiration, spirit guide, um, uh, those type of candles. Um, and, and in most cases, I may not ever get to any form of a manifestation. The, probably the closest I get to a manifestation candle, Jackie, is an earth candle because I like that structure and that stability underneath something. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to get to get some stability in what you're doing. Yes. Um, and um, it, all the candles will work really well. So if you're having financial issues and you're going to light that prosperity candle, hey, light the prosperity candle. Do what you need to do. Get through. Get out of that little bit of crisis. Get that calm. But get that calm moment and uh-huh. then light the candle so you're not manifesting more crisis. So sometimes you manifest the the energy or the solution that mitigates what's going on it doesn't solve it it uh-huh. just makes it it stops it from being crisis then you dive in a little bit deeper but you got to remember when you light that prosperity candle that love candle that healing candle um all of those any of those things that help you mitigate the crisis it's going to show you what the real issue is yes um it's going to help help you understand what the bigger issue is and so you know um do you know like what the next step is is to take it does it every time every time yes and and so pay attention that's the other big thing you want to you want to manifest something pay attention to the messages that the universe is sending you they send you all kinds of them they sent at least ten to me in this show today. <laughs> <laughs> and they send them to you through my mouth, and I don't even realize it. So. <laughs> yep. yep, I'll say something, you'll counter, I'll go, oh, snap. Okay, and I'm writing it down. Hello. Oh, yeah. Let me write that down and make that make that happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, somebody sent me a question and asked about the uncrossing candle. Um, a lot of people... And, and this is just my own ideas, and it may conflict with Jackie's, or it may be Jackie says, okay, you get your degree in Coventry magic. Um, uh, for a lot of people, uncrossing, they think that uncrossing is just removing particular other people's negative energies from them. For me, uncrossing, I mainly burn on myself to remove my own negative energies or negative thoughts um, that are upon myself to get rid of that particular residual um, uh, type of energy that may be keeping me stuck in a particular situation. And then I do fiery wall of protection. The main reason for that is to uh, so that I don't do something stupid. Okay. Now, when you light the uncrossing candle, don't, especially to stop you from crossing yourself up, from sabotaging yourself, don't you see what the sabotage is when you do that? Yes, yes. So, again, that's the pay attention. Yeah. I mean, because you can still cross yourself up with an uncrossing candle going because you can ignore it, and it hurts more, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) It hurts more when you do it that way. But then when you light the fiery wall of protection, what that does is is that's kind of like, okay, hand to God, hold my inner saboteur in check, hold it by the scruff of its neck while it's swinging at me so I can learn a new behavior. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Isn't that kind of what it feels like? Yes. (laughs) 
but they are my go-to candles. And if I am doing uh, any form of setting lights for a client, I'm usually probably doing uncrossing and fiery wall protection. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, basically um, uh, getting clear, I think, is, is, is really important. Yeah, it is. It is because you're, um, and we're going to talk about this next week with with Dorothy. Um, you and Dorothy are going to have a conversation of when it's time to curse and when it's time to not, um, because when you're only working from that that closed vessel, that just your own perspective, how does it affect me and nothing else? What happens is that um, you are not seeing the big picture and and you are getting in your own way and you are limiting your options and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can really um, cross yourself up with this and and limit the positive interaction. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So so if you keep calm and you get centered, you can see the bigger picture, and you look at the wider opportunity that's available to you rather than than limiting um, what your options are. Because when we're freaking out, it's everybody else's fault. Oh yeah. And when it's everybody else's fault, you're standing in a place of victimhood. And when you're standing in a place of victimhood, you have just given all of your op- all of your power and all of your options and opportunities away to the to the lowest bidder. One of the things that you said to me earlier off the air, Jackie, that I found very interesting is that you mentioned to me that you know everybody wants to win the damn lottery, um, but the lottery itself is a victim mentality. Why? Um, well, I was thinking about this when I was reading God Wears Lipstick, and she talks about how, um, and I don't have my Kindle on me where I had where I had marked this part. Um, when when you're always grabbing, when you're always looking to receive, when you're always looking for the shortcut, mm-hmm. um, you you put yourself in a place of victim. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even quoting it right, but that was my takeaway. And I and I just I started thinking about um, I I don't know how many times I've gotten that question of how come I can't win can I you know, light this candle and win the lottery and I just laugh and I go you and eight million other people yeah so um, I went oh but that's not what I really wanted to say um, what I wanted to say is can you light this candle and win the lottery. Well, is the lottery in your best interest? Because magic is healing. Magic heals. And you can work really hard to screw yourself up with magic, um, but magic's main job is to heal the short circuits in your life. Yeah. And when you start to do magic that's going to harm you, it will short circuit. And when it's – so if you keep doing magic to win the lottery – um, it's going to short circuit because that's really, that's not going to empower you. That's not going to solve any problems. It's going to take the the short circuit and make it even bigger. You know how they say, well, they, in, in business, I don't know if you know how they say this, but in business they talk about as you grow, what you're doing wrong becomes more and more apparent. Your little problems become big problems. Your little whole, uh, flaws become giant holes in your system. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've created space for the clipper to go in. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that is um that's that's why winning the lottery through magical means and I'm sure there's gonna be five of you out there that have actually done it. Yeah. And I say 
you know, bully for you. Awesome. Wonderful. Um, they're um, you're rare, and it might have been in might have been in your your destiny anyway. Um, but you know what? When you earn it, when you do the right things, when you work real hard, and you can do this and then recreate it. It means so much more. You value it so much more. You get to keep it. The faster something comes in, the faster it goes out. Yeah. That's the way it rolls. Which I've seen many shows. The Oprah did several of them on um, people that won huge sums of money in the lottery. And because of the fact that their vessel was not, Kabbalistically, their vessel was not ready to handle that money, it created such a short circuit, Jackie, that they just kind of destroyed their lives. Yeah, I mean, when I going way back, I got um, I applied for a hundred thousand dollar loan line of credit. This is a long time ago when hundred thousand dollars was like everything, um, and so I got it, and we spent it immediately in a way that was not beneficial to us. Yeah, and and it took us until last year to pay it off. So it was supposed to be a five year line of credit. Uh-huh. We had it for about ten years, mm-hmm. and I paid back about four hundred thousand dollars. Mhm. Yep. That's how it rolls. Yeah. So they made their money off of Jack A. They sure did. They made their money. Got yep. the money rolling. Yeah, and so that's um, you know that that's not. That's that's the perfect example of it right there. So, but when I've earned that money, I knew exactly how I wanted to spend it because it wasn't free money. It feels like free money. Free money. When you use your credit card, it doesn't feel like you're spending money at all. But when you're using your debit card, and you're you're doing the math in your head about how okay, now my balance is now two hundred fifty dollars, and I gotta buy groceries and fill up my tank. <laughs> you stop spending now. But when it's a credit card. And then the bill comes, and you're like, oh, well, shit. Well, I only have to pay 50 bucks on it. Yeah. But you're paying 50 bucks on that for the rest of your life. So, so again, that's that free money. Um, it, you haven't earned it. You haven't made your vessel large enough for it. So that's really how you manifest is one of the ways to make your vessel larger is to, is to continue to clear out all the things mm-hmm. that are gumming up the works. So if you clear the things that are gumming up the works while you are being of service to others, that's how you manifest. Yes, definitely. That's the magic formula right there. Definitely. I agree with you. There's the magic formula, and we're done. We are, aren't we? Always a good time, Storm. Always a good time. <laughs> well, I love doing shows with you. I would. I can't imagine doing a show with anybody else. Oh, and thank, thank <laughs> the Lord for you. Because if you don't know, if you haven't heard me say this before on the air, here's what happens. Monday, 9 o'clock. What's the show tomorrow about again? <laughs> <laughs> it's not always that way, but when, when Storm's running the game and I don't have to think about it, I literally put it out of my head. <laughs> like, oh, oh, shoot, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then there you are. Exactly. Um, so everybody, make sure that you cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. It is your sponsorship of Coventry Creations and your patronage that makes this show possible. So cruise on over there, pick you up some candles, schedule a reading with Jackie, whatever it is that you want to do. Pick up a copy um, of Coventry Magic. You know yeah, you need it. Yeah, get a copy. And Jackie will even sign it for you. So. 
go ahead and get it. You know, I love my signed copy. I sometimes sleep with my signed copy. It keeps Jackie close to my heart. Lord. <laughs> when I'm in a bad space, I sleep with Coventry magic. It keeps cla- it keeps Jackie's phone from ringing at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I don't answer. Yeah, that's all when right. she doesn't answer. So everybody, you all have a great day. In the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic, baby. <laughs> Speak life, everybody. We'll see you next week. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between so it's crazy amazing we can turn our heart through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable